0: You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, sponsored by Roger Riley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST: Keaton Homer
1: and Isaiah vreeman Welcome, everyone, to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. This is Isaiah vreeman I am solo today. Keaton and Brad are out on assignment. Keaton is exploring the landscape of sports in Mexico. And Brad is at Mountain City right now practicing. So it's just me tonight, kind of uh, like we had the instant reaction podcast stuff where it was just me. It's just me today. So we got a great show planned. Lots of stuff. Ken... V. Meyer is going to stop by and talk with us about all things Fairbanks, especially at the high school basketball team level, some of the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic basketball stuff that's coming up, as well as kind of talking a little bit about UAF as well. So please like and subscribe, tell a friend to listen to the podcast and subscribe, rate and review on the various podcast platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, we're on, uh, not iTunes, but Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on TuneIn, Deezer, you can listen through Alaskasportstalk.com as well and listen to the show. So check out all those things, please. Like them, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, Couldn't do this without you. We also have um, social media. Alaska Sports Talk on Instagram and Alaska Sports Talk on Facebook. So we'll be doing certain things and having pictures and various specials and fun things that are going to be going on through social media as well. So please make sure that you like and subscribe to those as well. Sponsors today, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska club couldn't do that couldn't do this without them as well. We're going to quick recap some of the things that happened last week. Last week was a busy week of high school basketball. Not a lot of else, not a lot else going on during that time, but we had four major high school basketball tournaments and this is kind of what you need to know. In the Joe Floyd tournament in Kodiak, the Thunder Mountain girls were the champions and the Sitka girls took second. On the boys' side in the scheduled tournament, Kodiak boys were the champs and the Sitka boys were second. The Sitka boys and the Thunder Mountain girls were pretty impressive. Kodiak was also, for the boys, equally impressive. Those three teams uh, are going to make some noise. Uh, The Thunder Mountain girls were pretty impressive, and I have a feeling that those Thunder Mountain, Juno, and Ketchikan – games between those three and that conference are going to be all out competition and you're going to want to watch those games also down on the um, relating to the Southeast the Capital City Classic at Juno Douglas High School was there the Albuquerque New Mexico boys and girls were the girls and boys team champions for that scheduled tournament as well Auburn Mountain View Boys from the Seattle area, they were second place while the Juno Girls took second place as well. In Ketchikan, something that if you didn't listen to any of the Instant Reaction podcasts, I forgive you. There were a lot. It was the holiday season, getting ready for New Year's. But now that that's all passed to get you caught up, make sure that you go back and listen to those. The Clark Cochran Christmas Classic in Ketchikan. The Grace Christian Girls beat the Ketchikan Girls in the championship game 57-38. The Grace Christian Girls returning 3A state champions. I, I think they're poised to make another run at the state title. They've got a lot of girls that are returning, and very impressive group. Ketchikan, like I said, Ketchikan, Juno, and Thunder Mountain, those are all going to be really very competitive games, very even. On the boys' side, West Anchorage Eagles beat the Service service Cougars in the championship game, which was an unbelievable championship game, 52-48. So West over Service in the boys' championship game, 52-48. The first of at least two more matchups between these two schools. In the Mountain City Basketball Invitational here in Anchorage over at Mountain City, The Mountain City girls were champions over Barrow, beating them in the championship game. 92 to 55. Very impressive. The Mountain City girls, I know they lost Sylvia Sellers, but that squad is still really, really impressive. They are fast, they like to run, and they can score, and they can score in bunches, as Barrow found out. That was the girls' side. On the boys' side, the West Valley boys beat the Mountain City boys 57-39 in the championship game. So the West Valley boys continuing on in their winning ways this year based off of last year. West Valley boys are the champions of the Mountain City Basketball Invitational here in Anchorage. As kind of a review, normally Keaton does the UAA men's and girls' men's and women's updates. But I have the updates for you. They didn't do anything really over break. So that was a pretty easy update for me to give you. The Western, Wa- uh, the UAA women's team will play on Thursday, January 4th versus Western Washington at the Alaska Airlines Center. And then on Saturday the 6th against Simon Fraser. So they'll be doing some GNAC. Basically, they're not quite opening GNAC play. They had two GNAC games earlier in, let's say, the end of November, beginning of December. But after a a while off, they're reigniting the GNAC play. So that is on Thursday, January 4th against Western Washington. And then January 6th, Simon Fraser for the women. On the boys' side, on the men's side, they're going to be away just one more week. The UAA men play at university of alaska at fairbanks on january 6th that's saturday they'll be in fairbanks redoing some of their g play kind of along with the girls end of november beginning of december they played montana state billings and seattle's pacific uh down in those locations and they are on the road again playing uaf at uaf to open up GNAC after the holidays on January 6th, Saturday. So that is the men's side. On the hockey side of things, same thing. They've had kind of a bigger break. The Governor's Cup is on January 13th, continuation of that. They are going to be, UAA is going to be playing at UAF on the 13th. That's Saturday. So we might have a little bit more of a preview for that later on. But again, UAA men's hockey, is going to be January 13th at UAF. All right, so that's UAF now, or UAA, excuse me. And then just a little update. I know we haven't talked a lot about them because it's been a very, very busy sports scene, especially with high school basketball starting. But the Anchorage Wolverines, the semi-pro, or I think you could call it a semi-pro for some of the younger the younger students, the Anchorage Wolverines are 16 8 2 and 2 in the Midwest Division, and they had a little bit of a break, not too big of a break. They played uh, in Dece- December 15, 14, 15, and 16 down in Springfield, and then they came uh, the Chippewa Steel and the Chippewa Air- Area Ice Arena in December 29 and 30, winning both of those games, and now. They are going over to Minnesota January 5 and 6 to play at the Northwoods Credit Union Arena in Minnesota, and they've got back-to-back games on 5 and 6. If you want to watch those games, if you go to the Anchorage Wolverines site, you can click on their schedule, and there's a link to the NAHL TV link, and you can get on there and watch those games. That is what you need to know. It's a lot you need to know, man. That was was quite a list. All right, so Ken V. Meyer is going to be coming up, but we first want to talk a little bit about the tournaments that are coming up here. We've got two this week. We have one in Fairbanks and then one in Nome. So let's start with the Nome Subway Showdown. This will start on Thursday, January 4th. It's in Nome. We've got the Valdez Boys and Girls. We have the Kotzebue Boys and Girls, the Nome Boys and Girls, and the Unicleet Boys and Girls. This is a scheduled tournament. And again, if you want to take a look at these games, the schedule, go to asaa365.com basketball page. You'll see a little link that says, I think it says regular season tournaments or December, January regular season tournaments click that. And they're all listed there with the schedules and links for brackets and other things like that. Also the gnome subway showdown starting on Thursday and then continuing through Saturday, January 6th will be on the NFHS network. So you'll be able to live stream all of those games. So you want to make sure that you check that out. Valdez, They are going to be playing Kotzebue the first day, and then Gnome is going to be playing Unakalit. Gnome is going to be returning a lot of their players. Not all, but uh, a lot of their players. They're still going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think after watching in the Mountain City tournament, watching Barrow play, Barrow-Gnome games, those are going to be really fun to watch. And then you add in Bethel, Watching Bethel in the Ketchikan tournament this past weekend, I, I'll tell you what Bethel—they might not be the tallest team—and but they're they're gonna they're gonna run you. They will run you. And you know what? If you let them shoot threes and make some of those threes and get that confidence up by the end of the game, you're going to be in for a long day. So Nome, Barrow, and Bethel. It's going to be a very entertaining conference. I have not seen the Kotzebue boys play quite yet, but uh, Kotzebue boys and girls, I do know that uh, the girls were in the Mountain City tournament, and they struggle a little, a little bit, but I know that they're young, talking with uh, people around that were able to watch some of those games. So the Nub, the Nub, Nome Subway Showdown, Thursday, January 4th, it starts And again, these will all be on the NFHS network for live streaming of all the games. So that is the Nome Subway Showdown. Now, also starting on the 4th, but in Fairbanks, we have a really long-running tournament hosted by Monroe Catholic, the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic. It is a stacked schedule. I'll tell you what, looking at this, uh, wow. If I could fly up there on Thursday to watch some of these games, the opening day, I would would do it. Lathrop is going to be there, boys and girls. You have Monroe boys and girls, obviously. You have the Juno boys are going up there. The West Valley girls are participating. And then you have the Colony boys and girls. And the Monroe Catholic girls are good. They're a three A squad and they're tough. And then Colony's rolling in there. Colony beat Wasilla earlier this year, which you know, I if you've listened to any of these podcasts in the past uh, few months, the Wasilla girls and Colony girls are tough. Those are must watch games. And Colony ended up beating Wasilla in Wasilla for their during the Doc Larson. So Monroe girls have got a tall task going up against the Colony girls. Uh, that should be a very entertaining game. And then, of course, Monroe's always dangerous. Monroe and Grace played some incredible game, an incredible game down in Ketchikan. And I have not seen the Colony boys play yet. But knowing Coach Berg there, he's going to have those guys ready. And that's going to be an entertaining game to watch as well. It's... It really is. Lathrop, it starts Thursday, January 4th, 3 o'clock. Lathrop plays West Valley for the girls. Then 435, Lathrop plays Juno for the boys. Then at 610, Monroe girls versus colony girls. Then at 745, Monroe colony boys. So that's how the tournament kicks off. And then Friday and then Saturday. And again, this schedule is posted on asaa365.com basketball page click the december january tournament link and you'll see them all right there and you can download them that is going to be entertaining i i really think that those those games are going to go a long ways all of those are great rpi games and all the games are important obviously but if you can pick up wins against really quality opponents and p- opponents that are going to have really tough schedules, those are huge for your RPI numbers. And, boy, that's if you're in Fairbanks, you're going to want to go check that out for sure. It's Those are going to be some really good games, really good games. Now we have Ken Vimeyer joining us, and uh, I'd like to talk with him. We'll catch that on the – After the break and after acknowledgement of our sponsors one more time, we've got Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and The Alaska Club. On the hotline right now, we have a friend of the show. He hasn't been on the show yet, but he is definitely a friend of the show. Ken V. Meyer, he's the morning host for... Kay Wolf, 98 1 in Fairbanks. He's also a sports host for ESPN Radio in Fairbanks and does a lot of stuff with the NFHS network. He is hooked up in the Fairbanks community. He knows what's going on in the Fairbanks. He has his ear to the pavement or in the winter, which is most of the year, the snow or the ice. Ken, welcome to the show. Happy New Year, Isaiah, and uh, I hope you're doing okay after uh, yesterday's football action. I saw you were a little down for a little while. Oh, my gosh. Don't uh, don't even get me started. The The <laughs> semifinal games were fantastic. I don't know why I yeah. started off 2024 watching the Iowa Hawkeyes play football, or I should say play defense, because <laughs> they don't play offense. I don't know what that is. The numbers are abysmal. It, it's yeah, – yeah, it was – Yeah. I just had to vent. I I was just so frustrated. It was, it was brutal. (laughs) It was awful.
0: Yeah. I wasn't sure how today was going to (laughs) go.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. If this was yesterday, I would have not have been a, that would not have been a good taping. No, 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 no. Today's today's better because those semifinal games were so incredible. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was a rough one to start 2024, but it's over. And we don't have to watch Georgia or Alabama again. Amen. We don't have to watch those. I love the watching those two teams. It's good football, but being a Michigan and UW final is fantastic, especially after those games yesterday, they were great. They were. So Ken, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking things with Fairbanks. First off, you know, I know you've talked with some coaches up there. I know you've You obviously were around last year with West Valley and their remarkable run to a for the boys to a a state championship game where they played the Betty Davis East Thunderbirds came up a little short. But boy, what a magical season. So with the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic coming up and kind of some of the things that have happened the last few weeks with teams in Fairbanks, just want to hear from you. What's what's going on in Fairbanks? What's happening up there?
0: Well, the best thing with the Mount McKinley Bank this year is at least they get to have it at Monroe. If you remember last year, um, they couldn't play at Monroe because their roof caved in from snow load. So they were playing their games all around town. And so Lathrop last year opened up their gym. And so Monroe's tournament was played at Lathrop. And it was strange watching Monroe and Lathrop play during that tournament while it was still Monroe's tournament at
1: Lathrop. That, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that, that the roof had caved in. That's right. Wow. Yeah, that would have been weird.
0: Yeah, so Boylew Hall is back, and it's brand new. I uh, was there for HiPow. That is their big uh, fundraising that they do for the Monroe Catholic School, and the gym looks fantastic, And and I know for Frank Ostanek, he has got to be overjoyed that he's not having to run to the university. He doesn't have to go try to find gym time because they were practicing wherever they could find a gym last year.
1: Yeah. Gym time is always brutal, but I can imagine that's even, oh, that's uh, yuck. I'm glad. No, I'm, that's, that is not a fun place to be. I'm glad he doesn't have to do that this year. Right. And taking a look at the schedule
0: here, I mean, and and Coach Ostanek does this every year he he doesn't bring up any teams to give them an advantage. He wants to bring up the best in the state, and you're looking at, you know, Lathrop girls, which would probably be favored here in Mid-Alaska conference action, but you got Juno coming, and you got uh, Colony boys and girls coming. So he always brings some uh, pretty strong competition.
1: Yeah, looking at the schedule, and for those of you who um... – on this are listening to this podcast right now if you go to asaa 365com all the schedules of the tournaments from this season for high school basketball all the ones that I've received they are posted up there and you can take a look at that but yeah the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic starts on Thursday January 4th uh, and then goes Friday and Saturday and you are correct he I I've noticed that he does not bring up teams it's not like this invite where it's you know you know Monroe playing some directional school or Panera Bread University or something like that you know kind of thing (laughs) what you see with college football every now and then he he's bringing up bringing up teams that uh, have legitimate shots of winning
0: yeah and he's always done this even when Monroe when the boys were a 3A team you know, uh, Barrow used to always come to town, and there were some incredible games between Lathrop and Barrow, you know, I mean, Monroe and Barrow, and you've seen them in state tournaments. Um, and, you know, some of those players that have moved on to big college ball, uh, that gym, that boy Lou Hall is always packed. And with these teams, I mean, it's all, it's all 4A teams in this, except for the Monroe girls who are still, you know, a 3A classification, but they're going to be playing – Colony and Juno, so they're going to be stepping up to four A on the girls' side of things. And you look at the boys' action, and you were talking last year or about last year's championship game with West Valley and uh, East. But you know, West Valley barely got past Monroe in the semifinal.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, They those semifinal games were fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I know Monroe probably lost the fewest players from any of the local teams here. You know, West Valley, of course, they've lost some star power for sure. Um, Lathrop has lost a bunch of seniors. They're really young. But Monroe, I just – you remember watching them last year, they almost looked like a middle school team out there because they were really small and they were really young. But, you know, they're coached really well.
1: Yeah, Frank does a great job with the boys and the girls. I I noticed uh, – I was watching the Ketchikan tournament, the Clark Cochran Classic. Boy, I say that four times fast even three times fastest stuff, but watch that over the stream and the Monroe girls look pretty tough. I mean, that Monroe grace semifinal for the, that tournament was really a fantastic one. And grace being obviously super strong at the three, a level returning a bunch of their players because they've been playing together for such a long time and grown up together. And then the boys playing grace in the four, six game, that was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Back and forth. I mean, I uh, that that Monroe team is very, very sneaky good. They learned a lot from last year, obviously.
0: Yeah, they've come back, and I know a lot of the players, uh, you know, do a lot of summer camps and a lot of playing, and we have, you know, a big three-on-three tournament up here in the summertime, and, you know, those kids are out there playing, and, you know, he, he's got them well coached, and there's nobody on that uh, team in that starting lineup that – isn't earning that spot every single game because you've got to earn that when, you know, Franco Stanek's your coach.
1: Yeah, I would think so. So, you know, for for me, I've been able to watch a little bit of Monroe play. I've watched the West Valley boys and girls play a little bit at the Mountain City Classic that just finished up this past weekend and did some instant reaction stuff on there on the pad, podcast. If you didn't listen to that, you can go take a listen. For anybody listening right now, But tell me a little bit about Lathrop. Do you know anything about Lathrop? I haven't really seen anything with Lathrop. So do you have any insight on them?
0: Well, I talked to uh, head coach Matt Wilkin yesterday. I saw him. uh, We were out having New Year's Day brunch, and I was asking him about the season. And his take was his team is really young. He's got five freshmen on the roster, just two seniors he's got some good returners with Jewett Hill, uh, Atticus Foley is going to be his big man inside. He's six, four Luke Skinner and Khalil Jackson, both six, two guys. So he's got some good returners, you know, that know his system, his assistant coaches are the same. He's got parish West this year, helping out as an assistant as well. So Matt Kraska, whose kids all played college ball, his daughter played here at UAF and his son's out playing. So he's joining him again. So you know, Wilkins is still doing it, and a lot of people were thinking, you know, how long is Matt Wilkins going to stay with Lazer because his boys graduated a number of years ago, and I asked him that yesterday. And he goes, as long as I love this, I'm going to keep on doing it. He goes, I say that now, but check with me in March.
1: <laughs> that's always how it goes. Check <laughs> with me in March, yeah, after the long yeah. season. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man. That's – that's yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So you, yeah, because you mentioned... I mean, the holidays kind of is... Go ahead. No, by all means, go ahead, Kev.
0: Well, so the holidays, you know, it's kind of weird because it seems like the teams, they get their 10 practices in and they might have, you know, some fluff games and then they go on the holiday break. And then, you know, for Fairbanks teams, we don't start any holiday tournaments till after the new year. So a lot of these teams, like I said, they end up in Ketchikan. Uh, sometimes they've gone outside to some Vegas tournaments, things like that, you know. So it's kind of a it's kind of weird and you're not sure if you're seeing what you're going to see here when the season really starts, you know, because they just haven't had a lot of time together.
1: No, that's, that's very true. I mean, I know not every team is doing December tournaments. I know some teams, uh, there are some four, teams, boys four, teams here in Anchorage that their first games are going to be this week, you know, and which is not normal, but it happens. Um, so looking Looking ahead, you know, you have a unique perspective and we're talking with Ken V. Meyer, um, from the morning host show in, uh, from K Wolf 98 one in Fairbanks, you have a new unique perspective on things that are going on in Fairbanks. So when you're looking at the boys and girls for middle Alaska, what kind of things do you see then?
0: Well, I know. So Andrea Nield, uh she's the head coach for the West Valley girls. She's in her second season. And I saw, and I talked to her a little bit. Um, she says she's got players on her team that have never played before. And it's interesting for a school, the size of West Valley, which is probably, you know, a thousand to 1500 enrollment to have that many new players that haven't even played or come up through the IYB system, you know, our interior youth basketball system here. So, you know she's basically starting all over she's got a couple returners that are going to help her out you know that can hit some threes uh looking at the Lathrop girls they look pretty solid again uh new head coach uh with Anton Cooks taking over this year so they've got a new coach uh North Pole may be you know your surprise team because a lot of years mm-hmm. you know you don't think about the North Pole Patriots on both sides and we haven't even mentioned them yet but uh You know, you can't overlook them as well because they've already picked up a couple wins early in the season. So they're looking decent. And for the North Pole Patriot boys, uh, they seem to get better every year. I mean, they used to be like the powerhouse here in the interior. And at one point we were really expecting, you know, with Isles Air Force Base being right here, that we might get some players transferring in when we got the F-35 squadron, which brought another 3,500 people. But none of that has materialized as far as, you know, really new basketball players and, you know, looking at Ileson out there, I'm not sure if they're a girls team and they're a 3A, if, if they're going to even be able to have a girls team because they are pretty much like, looks like five to seven girls that have never played basketball before.
1: Wow. Wow. That's yeah. I, yeah, that, that's not a bad assumption to have as far as, Hey, the, F-35s are coming in, you know, you should see an influx of kids, but wow, that doesn't sound like that's happened at all. Five to seven kids. And it, wow.
0: Yeah. And it, and it may be, you know, I mean, those those fighter pilots are all pretty young, you know, so young families, so maybe not high school age kids yet, but, uh, you know, the support crews that come with that, you know, you're bringing mechanics and, you know, fuelers and all kinds of other support positions, you know, but uh, we just haven't seen that materialize in Fort Wainwright, our Army base up here. Um, you know, we get a couple of kids uh, that will play and then maybe transfer out, but it, it hasn't made a huge impact, you know, so they're relying on the local kids that, you know, have come up through interior youth basketball and played middle school ball here in Fairbanks still.
1: Hmm. Wow. So that is high school. So I know you also do play-by-play and a lot of things with UAF. Can you give us, I know, I don't know how much they did during the break. I know UAA hasn't had anything for a little while now. What, what's going on with UAF? Can you give us a little update on UAF as well?
0: Yeah, for UAF, uh, for the Alaskan Nanooks, I know that, um, so the women had a tournament at Thanksgiving and they had some pretty good teams that had come up here and it was just a four team tournament, you know, so you play each team once and, Kind of comes down to the tiebreaker. Uh, the Nanooks actually went undefeated, um, and but they due to the separation, so they took second in their tournament. What, but it was good because they were coming off like a a ten game losing streak. So they come home, and there was good crowds here. There was really good crowds in Fairbanks. And, and one of the things with you know the Alaska Nanooks men and women, uh, with our athletic director up here, Brock Anandson. I can't believe he's in his fourth year now, but he has made Such big changes. And the first thing when he walked into that patty center, Jim was like, Oh no, we are gonna change this. So he has slowly been making changes, and the biggest change is we've got a brand new floor. They redid the ceiling. We got a new sound system, we got a new scores table. So it's it's a beautiful facility. There's no white space. We've got banners hanging everywhere. So it's great to be in there, and the crowd again is really starting to support them. It was funny, the Alaskan Native men's basketball team, when they did their alumni game, um, you know, a lot of the alumni players uh, stayed here in Fairbanks, you know, so we got a good group of alumni guys. And that was probably one of the biggest crowds that I've seen at an Alaskan Native men's basketball game, just and being an alumni game, and it had no bearing on anything, but it was probably
1: 1,500 people there. Wow. Wow, that sounds like you've they've done some upgrades there and it looks a little bit better and professional and nice and that's that's great to hear.
0: Yeah, and you got uh, Greg Sparling's back, I believe he's now season seven eight for his tenure and we've got Amy Donovan and she's in her second season for the women. and so you know when you come in, you've got a lot of other people's recruits, you know so you're kind of working with what you have, but she's done a good job on recruiting. Uh, a young team. They got a couple Fairbanks girls. Um, Of course, we got Ellen Silva, who originally transferred down to UAA to play and then decided to come back home. So they got her on the inside and she has really worked on her game. I mean, she is, she used to be a rebounder, but now she's, you know, getting the ball, putting it back up. So looking for big things with Silva in her uh, junior season. Emma Wass is a three point machine. So she's bombing, but you know, Natick struggle all the time, and if you look at the coaches' polls, you know they're always picked tenth in the GNAC. But uh, you know that's why you play the games because we were talking about the men earlier that what two years ago they were tenth in the GNAC and they came and they won the GNAC tournament and went on that run, uh, hit to the elite eight, I believe, and the uh, Division Two championship on the West Coast.
1: Yep, now well, that was an impressive run, no doubt.
0: Yeah, so for the Nanak men, I mean, they're looking at uh, Abdullah Duzi Muhammad again. He's back, and, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty much kind of going through him. He's the leader on the team. We got a couple of uh, guys from Fairbanks that went out and played some uh, uh, junior college ball. They came home, so we got some size, but again, it was early in the season, you know. He hadn't set up with his starters, and they were just still feeling each other out, you know. So we'll start seeing things because we've got – Nanak ladies this thursday at home and then we got a double header saturday afternoon with the ladies and the men you know so GNAC action is all happening now so the tournaments are done it's uh it's conference play now.
1: yep uh, it's always interesting when you get done with all the tournament stuff you know keaton and i were going back and forth with this and he was asking questions because you know he has a lot more of a football background than a basketball background and you know he was just remarks on how many tournaments there are at the start of the season and uh Maybe they should be spread out and like you know, no, it's fun to have those tournaments, things, and all that stuff done in the beginning of the season. Because then, by the time those are done, you've practiced, you you basically been practicing, you played, and now it's conference tournament time, to, or it's conference time, and then conference tournament. And it sounds like UAA and UAF are kind of doing the same thing, which I think is a great thing. Yeah,
0: and I'm watching uh, UAA. I mean, they. They look solid this year on both men and women teams. So for Alaska, I mean, it, they UAA looks good.
1: Yeah, Keaton has been giving us updates. You know, as the voice of the Seawolves, he's been giving us updates. And, yeah, they they started out really hot, kind of evened out a little bit, but uh, they're definitely trending up. We were uh, pleasantly surprised when I watched, uh, what was it, a few weeks ago watching them play. I was just like, whoa, whoa. Okay, I haven't seen this in a little while. So those UAA UAF games, they're always well-attended, but I think this year that there's going to be a little more juice behind them for both sides. Yeah,
0: and you were talking about, you know, if we go back to high school, uh, you got to see West Valley, um, you know, down in that tournament. So Leighton Neal uh, from West Valley who got the tournament MVP, you know, he had to step in now where you lost um, – Earhart, Stuart Earhart from last year, you know, who was definitely the floor leader and, you know, Gatorade player of the year twice in a row. You lose him. Uh, but Neil had worked with him, you know, and I remember interviewing um, Earhart after that game against Monroe. And, and Neil, some, he did something, he lost the ball, whatever, but Earhart was really encouraging him and he talked to him, you know, and, and I asked him, I go, what were you saying to him? He goes, this is a team game. It's not your fault. You know, shake it off. And so, Lake Neal is also the quarterback for the West Valley football team. So now in his senior season, uh, he's a pretty quiet kid, but you know, he's going to be kind of the go-to guy and he's grown too. He's got some size and he's got, you know, he's gotten a little bit bigger, especially with the football season.
1: Yeah. That sounds like the the right type of person to have leading your squad. It sounds, it's right. It's a team game. There's so many plays that happen in, in these games that it's never just one thing. One thing might get end up highlighting because it happened at the end of the game, but there's 15, 20 different things that happened, you know, in quarters past that could have led to other things happening. So that's, uh, that's a good temperament to have. I really, and it's really gonna like be that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see with the new rules, you know, like they're kind of doing like the college women went to, you know, the bonus right after five personals, you know, instead of going to seven and a half. So we'll see how that affects the game as well.
1: Yeah, it has been a little interesting watching some of these games. Every now and then I've catch myself like, oh, wait, yep, that's right. Things changed a little bit. But uh, it's it's definitely, I don't know how much strategy there has been doing with it right now. I think by March we might see more of that. But right now it seems like everyone's just kind of trying to figure it out, so to speak. And even to the officials to a certain extent, too.
0: Right. And I do it because it's like, you know, we get a lot of doubleheaders with uh, with UAF, you know, so I'll do a girls game and it's like, okay, that's right. They're doing the bonus here. But the (laughs) the men's game is still, you know, at the seven fouls and a half because they're playing half. So sometimes I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, like, oh, that's right.
1: I think men's college basketball is the only one that does halves anymore as far as straight up organized basketball. I mean, I I can't say what all the different little AAU programs and all that other stuff does. I mean, that's something separate. But as far as, you know, organized basketball, school-level type stuff, I think college men's is the only one that does halves anymore. Right. You know, and when we look at these uh, tournaments here,
0: Monroe's getting a lot of games in because you think they were just out in a tournament, and now – They come home and they host the tournament and then next week they're playing in the Joe T tournament at Lathrop, you know, and then Lathrop as well. They're playing in the Mount McKinley this weekend and then they play at home hosting the Joe T. So they're going to get some good games in on both sides of the, the ball, you know, for boys and girls.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun next week. We'll, we'll have you on again and we can talk a little bit more of the Joe T and summarize the, uh, Mount McKinley bank, uh, Classic that's happening this week and also the gnome showdown up in gnome uh, or the gnome subway showdown in gnome that's happening as well this week on january four five and six so ken thank you for jumping on i really appreciate the time we really appreciate all the information especially from the fairbanks area since you know i can i don't get a fly up to fairbanks very often and go and watch games so I'm definitely going to be calling you. We're going to be leaning on you a little bit for some of this Fairbanks information for sure.
0: Yeah. And I look forward to March coming back down for NFHS with 1A, 2A, and then 3A and 4A. I mean, last year's tournament was, you couldn't have asked for better and better big crowds in there, you know? So I know a lot of people up here are already talking about setting up schedules to go down there and watch because Fairbanks is a small community. And so a lot of these kids that are playing, you know, have so much family here and that's the beautiful thing that a lot of these schools and even with the NFHS cameras now that are all across the state, you know, that you get to watch these games no matter where you live.
1: Yep. I I'm with you. It is a, uh, it is fantastic. And yeah, March madness last year had record numbers, record, pretty much everything. 2022 was records across the board and then 2023 ended up beating all of them. So can't wait for you to come down. It's, oh, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel like March Madness if you're not down here, Ken, doing games on the NFHS network. It just wouldn't feel right.
0: <laughs> and I just got to <laughs> say, I have never <laughs> lost my voice, and I do a marathon. I remember I think my most games was 54 games over the two weeks, but that's 54 basketball games in eight days. So <laughs> my voice has stayed strong always. So I, no, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something.
1: Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Because we, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Every time I'm there and it seems like you're there as long as I am and I'm there a long time. It seems like you're there the (laughs) whole time too.
0: (laughs) And I love it. And I think that's why your dad kind of enjoys having me there with him because I don't, it doesn't matter to me what games I end up. If it's a one, a consolation play in, it doesn't matter. I just love the sport and I like watching these kids.
1: No, it's just, it's awesome to be there. It's awesome to be a part of it. It's awesome to see what the kids are doing, and that's uh, that's why I'm really happy to have you on and especially to talk with the Fairbanks stuff and things that are going on up there since we don't get to uh, go up there that, that often. So, again, this is uh, Ken V. Meyer. He was joining us, morning show host for K Wolf 98.1 in Fairbanks as well as a sports host for ESPN Radio Fairbanks. Thank you very much, Ken. Appreciate the time. That was a great conversation with Ken Vimeyer from the K-Wolf 98-1 in Fairbanks, the morning show host there, as well as the sports host for ESPN Radio. And, of course, if you've watched any March Madness Alaska basketball games on the NFHS network, you have heard his voice many times on many of those games. We're going to try and talk him into coming back to – the podcast next week to kind of talk a little bit about what happened in the Monroe Mount McKinley bank, ba- uh, holiday classic, as well as anything that might be happening with UAF after the last week. Well, that's a wrap. It's been a long week. It's been a long holiday season. I know for not just myself, but for anybody that's been listening, family in town, basketball tournaments to go to, Kids are all going different places. You're going different places. So I appreciate the time and um, listening to this podcast and staying up to date with everything that's happening happening in Alaska sports. Just another quick acknowledgement of today's sponsors: Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, the Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Again, really, myself, Keaton. Brad, we all really appreciate the time it takes to listen to these, these podcasts. We really appreciate it. Please make sure that you like and subscribe. Tell a friend to listen and subscribe. Visit alaskasportstalk.com. You can see links to all the different shows. You can listen on all sorts of different platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Deezer, TuneIn, and all sorts of other ones that I'm sure I don't even know about. But, uh, for Keaton, Homer, Brad Lowers, and Isaiah Raymond, thanks for listening. Good night.